You're listening to Witch Wednesdays, your weekly podcast source for all things witchcraft in the modern world. Welcome back to Witch Wednesdays. I'm Steph and I have a guest here with me today and we are going to have a fun little chat. So I'm excited to hand it over to her to let her introduce herself and let all of you know where you can find her online. Hi, everybody. My name is Abigail White. I am a medical intuitive and master healer, and I really teach people how to bridge the gap between modern medicine and energetic medicine and finding the real balance with it all so that you can reach your optimal level of health. And you can find me on Instagram. That's where I'm most active, I would say, at um, breathoflife underscore healer. And um, I'm at TikTok as well under the same name. So makes it real easy. Wonderful. And listeners, as always, I will have those linked in the show notes and over at whichwednesdays.com to make it easy for you to find. But I am excited to chat. It's one of my favorite topics and longtime listeners are going to be super annoyed with the next sentence that I say because they hear it all the time. But I love this. My dad was a doctor. I think that modern medicine is wonderful and goes hand in hand with witchcraft. I do not think that those are two opposing forces. I say it all the time. Uh, And they are both incredibly important and work together. So I am so excited to chat with you today. Yay. Oh my gosh. I did not realize that your dad was a doctor. And I just, I love it whenever I get to speak with anybody who has even remotely a little bit of medicine or health background. I just love being able to like chat and get people's like feedback on like how they're viewing. Cause we all view medicine and health so differently. And lately I've been finding where people are coming at health from an interesting place. And I'll use the word interesting because I'm not trying to judge nobody. It's quite (laughs) fascinating. Yeah, I completely agree. And I am not of the camp that you should, you know, do everything holistically and energetically and not take advantage. Like we've come so far in society that with all of these modern medicine advancements, I mean, not all of them are great or 100%, you know, perfected yet, but the fact that we have those available is something that we should absolutely take advantage of. For sure. I'm right there with you. Everything in moderation and just understanding what your body needs when it needs it. Yes, absolutely. I love herbal remedies. I love doing things for myself. And there's a lot of great herbs and things out there that can cure a lot of the smaller things that I have, but I do that in tandem with other, you know, medications and traditional, you know, more Western medicine styles of healing. I don't think that those things have to be at odds anymore. No, absolutely not. So I would love to get started by asking you what your journey has been like. How did you even start in this kind of area? Yeah, of course. So I've been an intuitive all my life. And I just recently within the last two, almost three years now, well, no, about three years, actually owned the title medical intuitive. But I was that kid that, you know, spoke to spirit and saw my dead grandmother, you know, fully formed in front of me um, and, you know, could see the fairies and all, you know, all the things. I was the kid who could like see bad things before they happened um, and had a very, very clear, clear cognizance and clear audience. 
Um, and it wasn't until, of course, like many of us, my Saturn return, when I had started working as a nurse, um, that I really started learning the language of intuition and, and all that and like having words for it because growing up I just I didn't have that language I didn't have those words and and my mom didn't have them and so I basically went through life really just struggling to um connect with people and really be able to understand them on a sometimes I feel like a, the right word is human level just because I'm like I don't understand this human thing <laughs> don't, don't get it I don't understand why why you all have to make this so difficult um but in in an effort to fully understand what was happening to me like and understand that intuitive aspect I threw myself into science and really tried to use it as the the backbone or the framework of understanding why I knew things and why I understood things and why I heard things. And so that took me down this, this path of understanding that healing was my calling and from a very deep place. Like I was a six-year-old when I told my mom and pretty much anybody who would listen that I was going to open up my own hospital one day. And I thought I was going to do that from the position of being a doctor. But as I was going through school, and I had graduated undergrad. I graduated with a, a bachelor's in neuroscience and minors in writing and rhetoric and philosophy. And I started really doing the research on what it was to be a doctor in the 20th century and, and in the 21st century. And I realized that it was very different from Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman, who was like my idol. <laughs> that's a great and I was, I was like this isn't what we do anymore this isn't what the doctors do the, you know I I really truly if I want to do all of those things I want to be a nurse and so I um I decided that I was not going to take the MCATs I had actually already paid for them and I was it was the day I was supposed to go and I said nope it's storming it's a sign from God I'm not gonna go <laughs> oh man yeah. And I, the very next day went and applied to one nursing school, the best nursing school in the country or not in the country, excuse me, in Minnesota where I lived. And I, um, I ended up getting in two weeks later and I was like, also sign. And so I, I went and got a bachelor's in, in nursing and I've been working as a nurse ever since. And really in the, the, um, the the course of really understanding where in nursing I wanted to be, like where I wanted to specialize. I hadn't understood really early on that I needed to be in like critical care somewhere, but whether I was going to do ICU or ER, that was still kind of up in the air. I was in deep in figuring that out. And that's when my Saturn return hit. <laughs> so all of a sudden I had Western medicine and I had intuition and energy work all meshing together and then after I had uh, graduated and got my certification as a legitimate intuitive not that you need one of those but <laughs> I'm a scientist guys <laughs> um I was like you know what it's time it's time to open my own business and that's how breath of life was born wow that is that's such an exciting story <laughs> I love 
every aspect of that. Um, I, especially not showing up for the MCATs like the day of. That's that's amazing. <laughs> like, it was probably the best. Crazy. I, I like. I mean, I don't know that I would have the confidence to not go. I'd be. I'd probably just go anyway. <laughs> I thought about it too. I, I was like, you know, I paid all of that money and I studied for over a year for it. And I, you know, it would have been interesting to see what I would have gotten, but it will always be a mystery. Wow. Way to completely follow your intuition on that. <laughs> Amazing. That, was, that really, it, at the time, I still didn't even have the words for that. And I was just very much like, I guess this is God's will. <laughs> just very much God's will that I skip that and went into nursing which is insane uh my brother-in-law is a surgical nurse and my sister-in-law is in the emergency department so uh, i have nothing but the highest respect for nurses oh my goodness the work you guys do <laughs> i love it that's a little er nurse it just it always warms my heart i i, I love all nursing I, truly i do but i have a special place in my heart for emergency yeah, she she's just got the best stories. I'm like, I don't I don't know how you do what you do. And she used to work night shift. I was like, girl, I work night shift. Do you really? <laughs> oh, that's kind of a vampire. Guys. You all have it is wild. It is wild west in the emergency room at night. It really is. Oh, what what a place! Yeah, that is that's quite. I mean. Being a doctor, it's wonderful and everything too, but like going into nursing like that is just amazing. I would not have chosen anything else for myself. I know that now that, you know, for being my first love, you know, medicine being my first love and really being something that I've for like over many, many, many lifetimes have chosen. It's, I I look at my life now and I'm like, my worst day as a nurse was has always been my best day as a human. And, you know, I it's truly one of those moments where I can look back and say, I did not make a mistake. And like you said, following my intuition that day and not going and not pursuing that, just the best thing I had ever done. And it, I mean, it really says something about you than like opening your own uh, business and teaching and going down that road, because there's a distinct difference between doctors and nurses of how much time they spend with the patients on a very like personal human level. Uh, and I say that with utmost respect for doctors as well. My dad was one in a private practice. He spent a lot of time, but nurses are at the ground floor. They're spending all of their time and attention on very minute little details for patients. So that is, you really have to like people to do that. Yeah. Job. Yeah. Which is kind of funny. Cause if you know me, you know, that a lot of the times I'll be like, oh, I hate people. <laughs> but I don't know if that's not all the time, like the but I would not be a nurse. <laughs> I don't know if that's like the Scorpio rising in me or if that's like, you know, just the fact that I'm an, a night shift ER nurse and we're all kind of dark and twisty. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, and I agree with you too. I, 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 you know, we couldn't obviously do our jobs without the incredible work that, you know, the whole team really does, but, you know, I do, I do see a, quite a big difference between that human aspect. And that is the part that made me decide not to go into medical school. 
And I think it was the thing that really made me jump wholeheartedly into taking on this, the teaching aspect and creating my own intuitive business, one specifically centered around healing and taking on that, that mission of my soul, like really, truly embodying my mission of teaching people how to heal and how to heal all aspects from the most minor acute thing or, you know, illness, disease, dysfunction, injury to the most severe and the most chronic or terminal and doing it from a place of intuition and teaching people how to listen and harness their own abilities and their own skills to be able to heal because of that human component. I think for as I think part of the reason why I say <laughs> at like my most frustrated moments, oh, I hate humans is because I love the souls so much. And I've been so connected with them and I see their potential to be so great and to have them be so grand in their abilities that I get frustrated with the human because the human is imperfect and crazy and does really stupid crap. I don't know if I can swear on here. You can, you're fine. <laughs> but like the soul underneath that, the spirit underneath that, I've seen what they can do in their greatest capacity. And I think that's why how to not have to get sick, how to understand what happens to them when they do get sick and to teach them the tools and the skills that they need to either shorten that time that they are sick or injured or to just not get sick at all. So if somebody were interested, they're listening to this now and this is resonating with them, how would they get started? Like what's even the first step in starting like that into more intuitive healing process? Sure. So for me, the very first thing that I teach is that you have to understand how your energetic body speaks to your physical one. And a lot of people will even say that, well, we have to go a little bit smaller than that of like, we have two bodies. We have this physical body and we have another one yeah you have your energetic body which is energy and you can even excuse me you can even say from a science perspective that energetic body is your bioelectromagnetic field that exudes out from you and actually creates your aura you know if we're talking in like witchy woo woo language right your aura your chakras right all of those things are going to make up the anatomy of your energetic body. And if you understand how that body communicates with your physical one, then you have already kind of jumped off the diving board of how you make sure that you either don't get sick or how you can shorten the time that you are ill or injured. And there are some caveats to this. There's some nuances within things like terminal or chronic illnesses, but in general, that's really the jumping off point and how the energetic talks to the physical is through your emotions. So most of us don't really pay attention to our emotions. We can't even name more than three sometimes. Like if you know, happy, mad, and sad, and that's all, you know, I tell my clients, you're really like hindered. It's like, you're, you know, standing on first and have no legs, you know, there's no way you could run the bases, right? 
first, not even at, at first, like you're literally at the plate. You can't go anywhere because you don't have the means to go. So you need to really expand your understanding of what it means to have contempt for somebody, what it means to be disappointed, what it means to be enraged, what it means to be ecstatic, what it means to be enthralled. All of these are emotions, feelings that you have, and they exist in certain places in your body when you feel them. And depending on how you're listening to them, or how you're ignoring them will then dictate what your energetic body has to do to get you to pay attention. Usually what it does is it starts having your physical body have some sort of a symptom. And this is where I tell people who are telling me, well, I'm, I'm listening to my body, my, I'm sick, so I'm gonna rest. And I'm like, that's not how your body isn't communicating with you through symptoms, that's a reaction that your body is having. So you wanna pay attention to the emotion that you were feeling or are feeling that is then causing your body to have a reaction because you're not listening. And once you start listening, then you'll start seeing improvement. And you know, for the most part, people eventually get there. They just don't know that's what they're doing. So they get well because they are overwhelmed and there's a lot on their plate. And so then they get sick, you know, they catch the cold or the flu or something else, right? Anything else. And their body has been telling them, say no, say no, say no, because you're, you're, it's too much. You're feeling overwhelmed. So by default, they have to say no because they're not feeling well. And because they, they're now by default, listening to their body, listening to their emotions, they get well. You are exactly describing what just happened to me. I'm sure sure my listeners are laughing because it was just in episode 200 that I was so sick and completely lost my voice. And it was like five minute episode because I was like, I feel horrible. But that's exactly what happened. I just did way too much in the month of October, got sick on Halloween. And that was it. I had to rest. I had no choice. I had no voice. (laughs) Yep. And I was so completely sick. And then I was on the flip side of that, wallowing about it, literally, and just like in bed. And then I called my mom two days later. I'm like, I'm still sick. She's like, have you even moved? Like, this is why you're still sick. You're like laying in bed, feeling sorry for yourself. You need to take a shower. You need to go outside and get fresh air. You need sunshine. You're just allowing yourself to remain sick by just laying there, feeling bad for yourself. And that is like such a beautiful point that I love making making to people so I'm so glad that your mom made it to you is that rest doesn't actually mean laying in bed all day like a lot of people believe that they're like oh resting I'm just gonna sit and do nothing but I have to remind people and when we exercise we don't rest days are usually active rest days if you're an avid exerciser right a person who works out And so that means you're not, if you lift weights, you know, seven, six, excuse me, my brain can connect to my mouth here. You don't lift weights seven days out of the week, probably, right? You're probably lifting weights five days out of the week and then have either one or two days where you're resting. And that rest usually is just still exercise. It's still something that you're doing actively with your body, but it's something that's not 
as strenuous as your normal workouts. So you go for a walk, you do Pilates, you not that that's not a strenuous thing, or yoga, or some form of light stretching, right? So that is really what the, the body means by rest. It means doing something different that's not as strenuous, that is going to allow the muscles that you always work to recoup. And there's, you know, such beautiful medicine um, in like you were, like your mom was saying, getting sunshine, taking a shower. Um, all of those things have great energetic properties of healing. So even if you don't know how to manage your energy or do Reiki or um, really harness your psychic abilities to be able to control your energy and pull energy doing those things, going outside for a walk, getting fresh air, getting some sunshine, eating nutritious food, uh, making sure you're getting restful sleep, lowering your stress, which is going to lower inflammation. Those are all going to be very energetically helpful and healing for your body. How, if somebody was, um, you know, coming to this for the first time, they're like, oh, this makes sense. Um, I really want to like try, try this out. How long does it usually take people, do you find, to connect those two things in their mind and sort of realize what's going on there and connect to like more of their emotions and energy? I would say if you are a person that now is aware of it, right? Having listened to this and you're saying, I'm going to, I'm going to dive into this. I would say it doesn't take long. It's, if you are being adamant about really getting to understand the emotions that, you know, the emotions that exist inside of you, right. That are kind of all the time. Right. Um, and you're making an effort to really stay in alignment. And when I say alignment, I mean, staying consistent with being in communication with your emotions. So if you're, I'll use this time of year as a good example, because it's a, it's happened. I see it happen every year. This time of year, we're getting into the season, the, or excuse me, the holiday season. And there's a lot of stuff that we have to do, right? There's a lot of parties that we're probably invited to. There's the dinners and there's the presents to buy and there's the family members to visit and travel to. There's all of these things. If you're really honest with yourself, I would say most people don't want to do half of the things that they think they have to do, right? They don't want to go and see their in-laws. They always have a terrible time or it's always such a fight or getting all of the kids there to spend the next six hours there is super stressful, but they're going to do it anyway. Instead of listening to their bodies, listening to their emotions and saying, you know what, this year, I just really don't think that this is a good idea. I think that there's another way that we can divide time, or maybe we can put a limit on it instead of six hours, it's two hours or whatever it might be, whatever the compromise is. Most people don't make those adjustments. And so by the end of the year, come, you know, on January 2nd, after all of the parties are done and all of the travel is done and all of the stress is quote unquote done, they are sicker than a dog 
So I would say if you spend even a week really getting in touch with how you're feeling and listening to it, allowing yourself to say no, allowing yourself to say, we need to compromise on this because I can't handle everything that we're, we've got on the docket here. You will notice very, very quickly how more, how much more balanced you are, how much more you can give energetically, how much more present you can be in those moments where you're like, do I really want to be here? No, but if this is my compromise, right? And you're going to notice by the end of that stressful period, and this is actually, I'm, let me pose this as a challenge to everybody who's listening. I challenge you during this, this holiday season. If you can listen to your emotions and actually come up with either compromises or just choose yourself and you choose your peace and say, no, not this year, come back and let Steph know how you're doing. If you're sick, if you're not, how you're doing by the beginning of January. <laughs> That's an excellent challenge. I love everything about it. 100% accurate when it comes to the season. I love what you said. People go to their in-laws anyway, even though uh, they know the drama it's going to cause. It's so accurate. Right? And it's it saddens me. Like I, my heart hurts just a, a tad bit with every year. And I really, I really wish that, that if I could, if I could magically help everybody (laughs) like say, be able to know when people were compromising themselves and they were making a choice that they really just didn't want to do. And they knew was super stressful for them and didn't really help them in any way for me to just give them a little bit of my like stubbornness. (laughs) (laughs) a little bit of my gumption and be like just say no it's okay they're not gonna hate you they may even respect you (laughs) they know that you don't want to be there (laughs) you know so you know that would be my gift to everybody it's just you choose yourself you're not being selfish and on the times when you're like I can't can't actually just say no then find find the good compromise find the compromise that feels good inside of your body you know I don't think that it's right to be like well we're never going to go to my in-laws you know um especially if they're not you know outright terrible people (laughs) we're not trying to pick on in-laws here but you know if it's a stressful time then you know find find the good compromise and say we're it's going to be for this many hours or it's only going to be on this day you know we're not going to spend a whole weekend or however the compromise needs to come and i promise that by doing that by allowing yourself some semblance of choosing your peace your body will thank you for it because it realizes that you're not ignoring it you are on purpose saying we need to find a balance here. So what is it that will feel good and allow us to be at our best and be at our most present, even if it's not, you know, where we want to be. So it's, it's definitely um, something that will produce quick results. That's the other thing. This is doing, this isn't going to take months. It's not going to take months for you to, to see the benefit of this. 
Yeah, I would love to see. I know during the start of the pandemic and during lockdown that other typical illnesses that we see this time of year were decreased so much during the end of 2020 because we weren't around other people. And I wonder how much of that was not being exposed to normal cold and flu germs like we usually are at that time and how much of it was people conserving their energy. I honestly would say that it was probably somewhere around like 60, 40, if not 75, 25. Yeah, like, I would agree between... because I mean, nobody could go out to all those like parties and things that were sucking all of your energy, whether or not you wanted to go. It was just, yep. you couldn't, and you just had so much more like downtime and time to take care of yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Is this something that I know you mentioned earlier, chronic illness and terminal illness as well? Is this something that can help in that area for those like chronic illnesses for mental health where you don't want to come off of your standard medication? Um, is this energetic healing still something that can be used in those instances? Yeah. So it's going to help. It's just going to help in a, in a bit of a different way. It's going to help you be able to achieve a higher state of presence through your situation. But with things like terminal illnesses or chronic diseases, what you have there is going to be either blood linked or contracted situations. So you don't get, you don't get a chronic illness because you've caught it, right? Like you, it's not, you go outside and you catch cancer, right? And because of all of the supposed carcinogenics that exist out there, I want somebody to make it make sense for me that there aren't more people that uh, have cancer with all of the pollutants and carcinogenics that are in our air, in our water, in our food, in our, in the land, right? Because of all of the misuse, right? How is it that, you know, out of the billions of people in one country alone, right? Think about, you know, India or China, for example, how is it that there aren't more people just statistically that aren't dying from cancer from poor air quality, just as one thing, right? Right. Make that make sense. You probably really can't. I'd love to see if there was some person who could, maybe there, maybe there is a, a, you know, statistical analysis where that makes sense. I have yet to see it. And I've read many, many studies and many, many papers on this, just from a science point of view. So how I make this make sense is that it's something that we as souls choose in order to help us learn a lesson that our soul has been trying to learn for many, many lifetimes. And this can be hard to hear. So, you know, maybe I should have said trigger warning before, but I do not say this without compassion or without reason. That when we are trying to elevate our level of consciousness, when we're trying to get back to source, when we're trying to connect back to, to nature, to oneness, right? We are sometimes in need of a really tough situation to get us to understand it. That without that really tough situation, 
we would never be able to get there because it is through struggle, particularly on earth. Let's also make a note here that like earth isn't the only place we can incarnate. And that, you know, there are plenty of other places that don't have the same rules and regulations that earth has, but earth in particular has one very sticky rule and that's duality that's the you can't have good without bad okay and because of that when you are trying to learn a lesson it's sometimes very hard i would say most of the time it's very hard for souls for consciousnesses to truly learn a lesson without some form of strife that that helps them push them into it now this should give people a lot of hope, okay? I want to make that very clear. That when, if we have the ability to contract this, to choose it, to write it on our soul contract and say, if I, if I get lost in life, I'm going to have this sort of deal happen to me, this sort of illness. Or if you're like, I'm trying to learn a karmic lesson because I did some really bad stuff to other people, and I really need to learn this lesson because I don't want to have to go back and relearn this. So let me contract into this particular dis-ease, disorder, dysfunction. Then it means that you have the power to rewrite that contract. You have that power inside of you to learn the lesson that you're supposed to learn and find peace and find understanding and find love and find gratitude and all of the things so it can seem kind of bleak to to have it be said well you in some way chose this for yourself and so you're choosing to suffer well I don't look at it that way I don't look at it that way at all suffering yeah may be a part of it but it doesn't have to be and I've seen this in my own personal life with my sister who passed away from cancer you know her um at the end, she was one of the healthiest people I had ever seen. And her ability to turn to me and actually speak to how she had improved herself, how she had become a better person, how she had been able to learn what it was that she was supposed to learn. And she knew that like, she was not going to have to relearn this. Um, the particular lesson she had to learn that it gave her such, she was able to feel so empowered in her choice as a soul to have come into this life knowing that this was going to happen to her. So from a standpoint of how does listening to your emotions, how does that, how does that help you? One, I think it provides you with clarity. It provides you with clarity towards learning the lesson that you're supposed to learn it can ultimately then help you figure out how to either rewrite your contract and cure yourself, you know, have a miraculous recovery, or it allows you to find peace within your situation, depending on where you are within your, your timeline. And it really allows for you to, to be empowered in your abilities, in yourself. And that I think is one of the greatest gifts that you could give yourself, even if you're you know, not able to get off of your medications right away, not able to, you know, have um, the quote unquote full life that other people may like deem 
as as such, right? The, oh, well, you can't travel. Well, to you, that might not be a full life, but you can still have a full life even without that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That is a super interesting look at it because it's something that I have considered as, as well and something that I took issue with with my religious upbringing was the sort of like bad stuff that was happening and like where is this higher power in all of this um, that especially when it was like children that's like yeah how I don't, I don't get it. I don't understand it. And that sort of, that was definitely part of the reason of me leaving organized religion because faith is a big part of that. And I just don't have it. It does not exist. That's not who I am as a person. So mm. I always find it interesting to get these other opinions and aspects and the way that people think about this and, and think about the healing from that and why these things happen. Um, I love hearing the different perspectives on that. And so to hear that from your perspective as an intuitive healer and all of that is incredibly interesting. Well, and to see, for me, I see the, the truth of it in those who are able to go into remission, the people who are able to get off of their medications, the people who have these like miraculous healings that come out of it and say, you know what, I'm a completely different person than I was you know, X amount of years ago or at the beginning of this journey. And I really have found this ability to be more compassionate, more humane, more loving, more in gratitude. You know what I mean? Like all of these people who've had these really miraculous healings, they all come out of it saying that something inside of them shifted, something inside of them changed. And for me, that is the like lingo. That's the layman's lingo of I renegotiated my contract. I learned the lesson and therefore I was able to say that contract's done. And you do become a different person. You, you, there is something inside of you that shifts very drastically. And the more that you're living in alignment, even if it's not a, a terminal or chronic illness, when you start living in alignment, right, to everything, to your, to your, your emotions and your, and your physical and emotional bodies, once you start, you know, doing the thing that you're meant to do, that's creating, supposed to create impact and you're feeling really alive and empowered within that, you change something in you changes and you don't get sick as often and you live very, very healthfully. And you, you are able to know when something is just not right for you. You're able to stay away from it easier without feeling shame or guilt about it. So for me, that's where I'm like, you know, it's hard to hear. It's a hard, it's a hard um, uh, thing to, it's a hard statement to coalesce inside of your body until you've seen it over and over and over again. And you've seen how people are able to um, really live their fullest because of the change that, and I think that's just part of, part of, part of people having a hard time seeing is that they're, they, their worlds are a little too small sometimes, you know, sometimes they're not able to to really like branch out and see all of the different aspects that that happen out there. And I think that's that's um one of the things that we can all maybe 
work on, you know, getting a little better at is broadening our horizons. And that doesn't mean you have to go traveling everywhere. There's different ways to broaden ourselves, right? But by doing that, you get to see more, you get to understand more, you get to experience more. And through that, you learn more about yourself, what it is that you like, what it is that you need. And that all contributes to your health and having good health, not just good health, great health, like amazing health that people are envious of. (laughs) Oh my gosh. That is such great information. Thank you for sharing all of that. Um, And I will absolutely have everything, you know, linked and I'm going to put up the Instagram post as usual, because I do want to hear other people's um, comments on this and like sort of what they're feelings and thoughts are. And also if it's something that they've experienced themselves, um, because I think it is probably more common than we realize. Well, probably not that you realize, probably than I realize you are probably very aware. I would love to see it. I'm so excited to hear how people thought. I'm sure that people, there's a lot of people out there that will disagree and that's okay. I don't, there, I'm, I'm definitely that intuitive that says there are, you know, there are many sides to people's truth. And this is just, this is just mine. You know, this is my truth. And, and, um, I'm so honored that you had me on and that we were able to discuss this. Some of this stuff is hard. hard. Health can be hard sometimes. It's a hard topic because it's, I mean, it's not fun, first of all, to discuss and think about. And a lot of people like myself just don't, have the answer because they don't want to think about it. And that's, that's where I am. Like people are like, Oh, what do you think happens after you die? And I'm like, I don't really know because I don't, I don't want to sit around and think about it. And I just have never come to my own conclusion because I sort of just don't work on that um, aspect of my shadow self. Like I'm, I'm not ready to sit down and think about that. I don't know. And this is another thing that I don't really know how I feel about it because I don't like to sit down and think about it. And I think there's probably quite a few people in the audience who are with me on that, that are listening to this and are like, man, I have no idea what I believe. That I think is such an empowered place to be honestly, because it means that you are coming at every discussion, every every movie, every TV show, every book with such an open mind and an open heart and an open third eye. And that I think is the one thing we all need to do. And sometimes when you have your thoughts already solidified, you close all of those things down. And that puts you at a real disadvantage. So I I commend you and I commend all of your listeners that are really at that same space. And I am and I am like, yay, yay, you. Number one, because the, honestly, it truly allows for you to have the best conversations, best experiences. You don't have to agree with everything and that's okay. And I don't think that there's any sort of timeline that people need to be on to like figure out when they're going to work on their shadow self. <laughs> I say you don't even have to at all if you don't want to, but it re- I really have seen in my own, in my own experience that the people who are able to come at every moment of their lives with a truly open mind and open heart, willing to say, yep. Yeah, that may be true. You truly have some of the, the a really great leg up on being able to just enjoy what it is to be in this life. And that I think is something we all should strive for. 
Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Cause sometimes I feel like, man, I really should have some things figured out and I don't. So oh, no, I appreciate girl, it. You good. Just I have an open mind. <laughs> you good. No. <laughs> well, when, again, you're, when you. you're ready, it, it'll be made known. <laughs> yes. That's what I'm going with. When I'm ready, I will, I will, I will know the answers. I will figure things out. <laughs> Thank you again so much for being here and listeners. Again, I will have everything linked so you can go check it out and check out the website, uh, reach out if you have more questions and I will definitely post that to Instagram so we can have like a little discussion in the comments or something. And I would, we would both love to hear your feedback and let us know like where you fall. If you have any definitive answers that you agree with, or if you are more like me where you're like, I have no idea what's going on. We you, would you, love to so hear from all of you. <laughs> like, I think it would be fun <laughs> to just see kind of where the audience is like on the spectrum um, and let yeah. us know how you are feeling about it. But like we said, yeah, definitely a heavy topic. So completely understand if you are like me and you're like, nope, not ready to deal with this one. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And, you know, thank you so much for being so open and, and allowing us to talk about it and allowing us to get through it. And um, to all of the listeners, thank you so much for coming at this whole discussion with just such an open mind and an open heart. I can't thank you enough for that. You know, these as a healer, that's all that I can really ask for. And so, so many blessings to you. I'm just so, I'm so honored. Thank you. Thank you. And listeners, that is everything that I have for this week. I will see you next week. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Need even more? Subscribe to Patreon and YouTube for exclusive bonus content. Order a themed witchcraft box every month through Witch Wednesdays on Etsy. Be sure to follow on Instagram at Witch Wednesdays Podcast. Find all these links and more at witchwednesdays.com.